drops a couple weeks ago randomly so i had to youtube dj airhorn sound effect and it doesn't i was well, I was like i don't remember that from the song but it was very nicely placed yeah usually usually i i, I take a lot of pride in my drops but uh-huh. the, the files went away so uh <sighs> but so i i youtubed dj airhorn sound effects and i try to get it in there right and you gotta mute it but uh you have to mute the track to get the air horns in no the uh, I, I mute certain parts of the YouTube airhorn video so oh. that so that it doesn't go off at the right time. I see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that was very smooth. I would never have known that there was so much behind the scenes work. It was very natural airhorn in there. <laughs> Thank you. That's that's. I've worked for years on on natural airhorning into uh into shows. Not just anybody can do that. You know, everybody wants to drop the airhorns in there, and like it's there's levels to the game. Thank you. Thank you finally appreciation for drops you know i get it drops are uh you know sometimes underappreciated but they really they really it's what makes this billion dollar show do you have a custom drop like a personalized drop i did i did uh it was you know you had the classic air horn you had i had two drops of uh it it, one was it's new ricker and bond by uh, a friend of mine who has has a nice deep round voice you gotta get the yeah you gotta get the deep voice uh it's classic his name was miles shout out miles um and then a another ricker and bond drop that was uh shut the fuck up i'm listening to ricker and bond for oh that's cool edginess and then um it was a lyric from Jay Z, uh, his his Bam song, where uh, he says "fuck all the uh, Sean Carter shit." It's Hove, and that's just kind of funny. And yeah, it's it's a classic drop in there. And then uh, a Joe Budden, we're potting now. Oh, nice, good, very good. <laughs> and then those are kind of the classic ones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I I just remember. Uh... I don't know how how old you are, but back when I was in like middle school, and you would download songs off of LimeWire, yeah, and they would always have those drops with the deep voice, and they were like, you know, that was just like there's certain songs that I still to this day I'll listen to like the Spotify <laughs> version that doesn't have that, and I'm like, where's the guy saying Southern Smoke? <laughs> like yeah. 13 seconds into the song, you know, doesn't I'm, feel right. I'm on the tail end of LimeWire. So I use LimeWire, but like all the viruses and weird like like porn videos that people got in like in like it, like drop effects mm-hmm. I never got. I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Maybe I was lucky, but 
and then I don't know, Apple Music happened or something. But I was on the, I was on the tail end of LimeWire. Yeah, I, I definitely to. crashed the family computer a couple times with yeah. something weird. I got off trying to download, you know, the drought. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Buteau, by the way, sick cold intro, man. <laughs> Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Well, so bring the ruckus was my, my walkout music in my, uh, my, my rec softball league okay. when I went up to bat. So I felt like that would be appropriate. Yeah. Bring the ruckus. So Adobe house is, is the company that produces all these fine shows. And, mm-hmm. uh, it started with, uh, I was in college in Tucson. We were doing music. We moved to LA in, um, 2018. We we're there for a few years and we had, uh, we rented a property in South LA, um, near USC. I don't know where LA you're at, but, um, there's a a freaking backyard, but we had like six, seven, eight people living there, but like a beautiful property and, uh, just with a backyard. So we threw shows, um, for, for a few years and kind of produced live events. And so when our group was going to go on, then our, 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 walkout song was was bring the ruckus so oh fuck yeah i mean come on you know like, it, was, it was funny because like the group uh was like a, a singer and then like two like underground rappers that like 2000s new york rap and then another person who just like mainstream stuff and then we played with like a live band of like jazz musicians so it was oh, just like cool. a weird mosh pot of random people and then you come out to bring the ruckus and it's just a fun yeah. time <laughs> that sets the tone you know yeah it did and it gets you pumped you're like yeah dude i am about oh, to man. bring the ruckus you know that's how i felt going up to bat man i would be like i'm about to i'm about to fucking crack a home run right now uh g- give you a little intro of yourself mr Pito. what do you do in your daily life what do you enjoy what do you what are your goals <laughs> oh damn <laughs> okay past present, uh, future right off top in about four sentences okay 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 past uh uh th- theater kid okay um present uh middling commercial actor and content creator uh future um y- you know time will tell let's say probably a uh, middling commercial actor <laughs> and content creator, uh, maybe top, you know what I mean? Maybe we get to the top, we get a flow type situation going on. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, and, uh, and then after that, I think probably death. <laughs> that usually comes. I don't it's know. My been, understanding. I mean, I haven't died yet, so. Me neither. I can't Thankfully. confirm or deny. Um, yeah. so, is the commercial you're talking about Hyundai? That's the one we got going at at the moment. <laughs> uh, t- tell me about Hyundai. Uh, well, well it's a it, Korean car company. <laughs> <laughs> Market cap of about. Uh, uh, okay, so <laughs> you're in LA. You, you said you uh, were from Michigan. Yeah. Did you Did you go to school and then LA, or, or what's that timeline? I went to school. So I, so, so I was actually, I was born in Pennsylvania and my dad was in the Navy. So we moved around a bunch, including to Guam at one point. Um, but pretty much all of my childhood was in Michigan from ages like four until 18. Uh, and then I went to college in Evanston, Illinois, which is like right next to Chicago. Um, 
Normally I just say Chicago, but people from Chicago will be like, Evanston's not Chicago. And it's like, it's not, but like, if people aren't, you know, from the Midwest, they don't care that you just say Chicago and they're like, okay. But anyway, it was in Evanston. Uh, and then, yeah. And then right after, uh, college, I, I packed up the Hyundai, as a matter of fact, the Elantra, the 2012 Elantra wow. that I still have to this day that has given me so many fucking problems. <laughs> I was about it's to just say, falling apart. I was about to say what a what a nice, you know, triumphant Hyundai story you have, but they're barely that. they're barely covering the fucking repairs. <laughs> just to be real. Okay. So you packed uh, up in a Hyundai and, and uh packed up the Hyundai and drove out here. Okay. Right on. I've been here been for like now? seven years. Oh man. So you're you're basically just someone who was born in LA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After I think six years you become a lifer they give you your official license yeah i got my life i got my key to the city they give you uh they give you this <laughs> that's that's I, th- I don't think anybody who was not originally from california would have that ever they don't just hand that out no. to just anybody <laughs> no they hand it out to you know people I mean? from the midwest who have been in la for seven years yeah this is legally like i can get i can get out of a murder rap with this thing i just flash this and they're like oh sir be on your way oh man the golden state seven, seven years um wait what, what year was seven years ago 2014 2014 what was going on in august, LA in 2014 you have a, a day to the day august what oh i don't remember the exact day like late late august okay um what was going on uh i feel like it was mostly the same <laughs> there was a drought yeah occasional earthquakes yeah, yeah. bad traffic less what? covid that was something 2014 had going up pretty much no covid as yeah. far as i'm aware back then sure um except for in the lab you know what i mean but we won't that's talk saying, about that let's get into it let's get into it you china let's get into the red meat of the conversation dude <laughs> oh that's that's probably another like kind of a little under layer of, of what the, I just, you just saw my hair clip, didn't you? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't actually done my, my research, but I trust people that have done their research that, you know, left. Um, I was just getting a haircut yesterday and I was telling my barber, I was like, I don't have opinions on it anymore. I gassed out on being like, Oh, well if you, but it's airborne, but, <laughs> but surfaces, but, but the mask inside, I don't have an opinion anymore. I just yeah. like, Oh, I can go get my haircut, but I just have to wear a mask. Cool. I'll take it. That's <laughs> fine. I'm not complaining. Like whatever. Yeah. There, there is probably less, uh, LA place restrictions in 2014. So yeah, I, I was, I moved. So I was living in this house with eight people in LA. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then bring the ruckus house. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, Adobe house, but if, you know, branding is a little more than that. Uh, okay. But yes, it was a it was a, a ruckus filled house. It was yeah. very ruckus filled. Um, COVID hit, and we got evicted like a week before or something. Or COVID was no. like it was beginning of twenty twenty, and I think we got the eviction notice. People were just not paying rent. <laughs> uh, <laughs> allegedly, I was. I'm a good citizen. I pay taxes too. Uh, you should have not paid, dude. If you're gonna get evicted anyway, <laughs> dude, that's, that's what. It. That's what. Okay, so. Bond's not here right now, but uh, I was living. I was going to say, where's your co-host? He's, he's just sitting silently, <laughs> he's just waiting for his moment to pop in. <laughs> he, he would pop in right now and say, 
yeah, uh, MFers, I, I was paying my rent and these other cats were uh, not paying their rent. I could have not paid my rent and get scared with my credit. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's what, that's what he would chime in and say. Um, he's off doing some LA event. I don't know. <laughs> but now it allows me to go potentially over 30 minutes because I allegedly haven't paid for Zoom Pro, so I can't go over three, 30 minutes with more oh, than yeah. people. But, you know, it's neither here nor there. Um, yeah. Uh, so we got evicted and moved out to LA. I'm originally from San Diego. College was in Tucson where we started the whole shebang. And uh, so I, I moved out of LA in San Diego right now. Um, so yeah, that's my my LA timeline. Um, but yeah, there's there's kind of I, I haven't checked in on the the LA uh, governor restrictions yet in a while. How's it going up there? Basically, you can just do everything. You just have to wear a mask inside. I see. I see. And it's the restaurant thing of like you wear the mask when you walk in, and then you sit down at the table, and you don't have to. And then you go to the bathroom and you put it back on. But sometimes some people don't. And it doesn't seem like anybody's hassling them. But then, you know, I'm just trying not to get yelled at. That's sure, my. Sure, sure. So if it feels like I'm going to get yelled at, I'll put the mask on. And if it feels like other people are getting away with it and I don't have to wear it, then I'll, I'll not wear it. I, I just, I've been inside for about a year just, you know, reading. <laughs> what are you reading? Uh, what do you get into? Man, this, uh, this, for the past like eight months now, I've been just diving into finance <laughs> as any oh, other. Oh shit! You're trying to get other. rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I feel like you know, in the beginning of uh, COVID, and everybody was super cool on on you know stocks and crypto and stuff, and I was kind of in the crypto, yeah. and I had Robinhood account in like 2018, but um, I wasn't like really trying to like master the art of whatever sure. investing was. So I've, uh, I'm uh, on that journey for a couple, couple months now. Uh, so How's it going? Of, do you have skin in the game or are you just kind of researching right now? No, I do. I mean, just kind of long-term stuff that uh, I, I watch a, a podcast called earn your leisure that has helped me a lot in that, in that department. Um, but kind of just, you know, safe decade long stuff that are good companies while I, yeah. um, practice other stuff and, and read other stuff but yeah no yoloing you're not yoloing uh, less yoloing on things a lot less yoloing um kind of heavy into main crypto stuff we talk about crypto a lot um you know your bitcoins ethereum yeah I feel like everybody had that moment early pandemic. I did myself yeah, where I was like, was oh, I'm about, to, I'm about to be like a war profiteer off all this <laughs> pandemic misery. And I don't and, give, I'm about to get rich. The thing is people were, cause everything was just, uh, it was crazy, crazy, like lows and everything. Like oh. stocks were, you know, if you have a pandemic, stocks kind of do bad things usually is, you know, right. you might, you might have a, a general Except for principle. the biomedical stocks, which you know, I was looking into. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, one dollar uh, biomed stuff biotech stuff dude and it shot up okay so i had this one that oh, was like 75 cents a share do you have the ticket? and i bought like i don't know did the ticket it's the fucking ticker. rigel pharmaceuticals rigel. i'll get you the hot tip okay uh and then there was like pre-vaccines they mm. were like rigel pharmaceuticals is working on a, a a drug that they think could make it 
could make a moderate case of COVID not turn severe. Yeah. And the stock price like tripled just based on them saying they're going to try to do that. Yeah. And I was like, and I was like, oh fuck, it's like, it's skyrocketing. <laughs> and, and, but I don't, you know, I didn't have that. It was a very cheap stock. I didn't have that much money in it. So it was like, yeah. it wasn't like I was going to make that much money, but it was still so thrilling. And yeah. then I was like, well, should I sell it now? Yeah. Cause like if they do make that, then it'll really go, or it's going to go back down. And I didn't sell it. I held onto it and it never went any higher than that. And I never heard about that drug again. And then they had actual vaccines come out from like real companies. And (laughs) I lost the moment. What what month, what month did you buy? It would have been last like March, like 2020, like April, maybe or May. Yeah. I bought and it's gone up since then, but like it's a fucking penny stock. Yeah. If you got it, if you got it in March, you had it. Even now you had a pretty okay spot. <laughs> well, now I'm just holding on to it. Cause I'm just like, I, I don't know. Maybe they come up with something else. I, you know, you know, I know nothing, but I probably wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't hold on to it. No, it's a, I'm, I'm looking at it. It, it had a, it had a, it had a great 2001. <laughs> Uh, well, they're coming I, back, man. They're on the comeback trail. You, t- you just, you have no faith in Rigel Pharmaceuticals, dude. I, don't. I trust them. First of all, uh, it's it's usually good to know when you have a, a company of investments into for people to know it. Usually, uh, <laughs> but you know, bio is kind of different. But you know, two thousand one hundred bucks, dope, dude. And then you know, it was a hundred dollars in two thousand one. They were doing it, way better. It, <laughs> it was then, less than a dollar when I bought it. What happened, Rigel? Rigel just, you know. Reichel was waiting for a global pandemic for a, a decade. Um, you got to wait for your opportunity, like your co-host, who I still believe is off camera and at, a, at the last minute. Oh, also, I meant to ask you, am I not supposed to swear? You can swear. You I said, just don't lie. I just okay, don't you like said swear. MFers. I was it's like, a confidence I know thing. It's a, okay. it's, a, it's a discipline thing for me. I don't like swearing a lot. Uh, just in life or like on camera? Both. I, okay. There, there's, one, there's one video I saw and it was, no, it was, it was like a guy, like a, a tweet. And uh, it was just something about like how you, you know, if you uh, take account of like how much you unconsciously swear and you realize like, oh, I'm really like, this is not a super disciplined, mindful action I'm taking in my speech. Then you kind of realize, oh, I I do cuss a lot. And it's kind of just a discipline for me. Discipline thing for me. I do cuss on here sometimes, but uh, that's only when I got. You cussed right now? Just once? Did I? Will you? Oh yeah, because I, I got fucking Bond over here, always cussing it up. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, but it is. It's interesting. It's a nice little uh, thought experiment. You can cuss. You can talk about freaking China doing psyops with TikTok and stuff. That's my opinion. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't do I don't do penny stocks, and I know nothing about. I don't know nothing, but I am not in a position to really leverage people in the doing things but you know you think i should sell i might wait wait a year get less taxes and and take a little profit but that's me that's what i would do okay duly noted (laughs) but it is it's 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 uh i'm looking at a chart here (laughs) by looking at the chart oh yeah let's oh fuck yeah let's take a look oh and i know what all of this means it's just up up and down (laughs) up and down green means up red means down Market goes up, market goes down. You know, can't explain that. It's like magnets. You can't because, explain it. Well, I mean, just a lot of people pumping, dude. That, that that's your that's your Reagan in in 
Jan 01. Dude, they had a great 2K. They were experience. doing great. That was right when they, what was that right when they went on the market? I, according to Trading Views NASDAQ, yeah. <laughs> so they, they started strong and then did not really carry that through. A oh, tough aughts. Wow. This means, this odds means that from November to December. <laughs> What Just happened? Oh, five? Old, what was going on? Did we not need here. medicine anymore back then? <laughs> Reagan, Reagan did something. Rigel. Rigel did something. Just dastardly. Oh, they they, they went here. to like zero. What, 15 cents? 23 to seven bucks. Um, <laughs> wow. This is, and this is everybody's genius in, in the pandemic over here. Everybody was a genius in 2020. Everybody's speculating. Just really riding the line of mediocrity there uh and that's your june it's a big old big old candle is a good thing green means yeah that was uh that must have been when they announced the thing <laughs> that's what everybody is like dope we have a covid thing and there's just a pr press release and yeah exactly and it shot it they're up. like <laughs> we might have something that could maybe make covid a little less bad but we don't know and everyone's like oh <laughs> We've been thinking about it. We've really been putting our heads together. And then we're you know. thinking about maybe trying to make a COVID drug. And it was like, I think it wasn't even that. I think it was like one of our drugs we already have might help. It so we're going to throw it, it at some people flu. and see what it does. <laughs> it, uh, it goes towards lungs, but it's been hanging out, man, over here. Like, like this is like the lowest it's ever gone in 2020. <laughs> That's when I bought it. Yeah. So, you know, sick entry. If you get, if you're going to buy it, Literally at the oh, lowest the it's ever been. Entries, dude. Lowest yeah. it's ever been is not the worst place to get in. Uh, but, you know. You think it's ever getting back to, what was it at in 2001? A hundred bucks? Have you ever heard of Rigel? Not until I bought it. I saw one post on like a weird forum talking <laughs> about it. And I was like, all right, I'll buy that. <laughs> that that's my answer. Probably not. Do you want to do a, a deep research in the... the the founders of Rigel, probably not. You probably. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I honestly, I know nothing about. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Usually, it's a it's a nice rule of thumb for me if if you can't. But let okay. me play devil's advocate, please, real don't. quick. Because, like, isn't it like by the time everybody knows about the company, like Tesla? I'm not gonna buy Tesla stock now. A, I don't really have the money to get a significant amount of stock, and right. B, the secret's out. Everybody sure. knows. Like when the GameStop thing was happening, my friend was like, should we get GameStop? And I was like, the fact that we even fucking know about it means it's too late, dude. The ship has sailed. You got to sure. get in there on Rigel early <laughs> at the historic low <laughs> when it's looking like a company is going to fucking go under. And then, <laughs> and that's when you swoop in like a vulture on the dead body of that company. And then it rises from the dead. Yeah. That's, that's your uh, classic value investing here. Your, uh, your Buffets and whatnot. But you usually I'm do just it, like Warren Buffett, dude. You, you usually do it to the companies that are good companies. Anyone's heard of. Yeah. And you know, you if you leverage, yeah, Tesla's high as hell. Uh, but you know, if you hold it for a, a lifetime, you get some returns. 10, 20 years. Well, I'll just hold it for a lifetime. Yeah. You can need 30 years. Or I can cash out and take my 200 bucks. Take your rival, dude. <laughs> <laughs> And then just leverage it. Um, you know, uh, words. Uh, tell me about TikTok. <laughs> I, we got off on a tangent, but I was trying to get through a timeline of, of Los Angeles 
What I forgot doing? what we were even talking about before we started talking about my poor financial decisions. <laughs> I mean, you've, you're in the green <laughs> on Rykel. I am in the green and that is true. I am very but, slightly in the green. Uh, anybody, you know, it's easy. It's easy to win a trade. You know, it's uh, it's not easy to consistently make a sweet career in middling commercials and TikTok. It's probably easier than it is to play the stock market. It's very much like playing so? the stock market. It's very like you're gambling. The whole thing is just rolling dice, really. Okay. I'll go ahead and I'll find a segue to make it a natural segue. I mean, that Although was, that's actually kind of true. Yeah. How is it? Is that is 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 it is it a uh, kind of a crapshoot? Well, yeah. I mean, acting definitely is. Yeah. Like you just span. You get. You try to go to as many auditions as you possibly can, and if you book like one out of ten you're fucking killing it. You know, like if you do like, I don't know, I've probably done like maybe like 15 to around like 15 commercials in the last 15 to 20 in the last like five years. Mm. And like, that's a pretty good rate. And I've probably auditioned maybe like just ball, like maybe like five or 600. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, that's like, okay. At least by my standard, it is that they ever fucking hire me at all. And yeah. TikTok's kind of the same way. You're just throwing shit out there. And sometimes you throw out a video that you don't even think is very funny. And then the next day you're like, oh, f- 5 million people saw that. And other times you spend time writing it and you like edit it. And you're like, oh, this is so funny. And then like, nobody watches it. And yeah. you have no fucking idea why or like what, you know? So from 20... 20- 14 when you came in LA, right? Yeah. Um, what was your, did you land gigs off the bat or, or what kind of, I mean, what was I actually the, did? Uh, I got my first, my first gig was a commercial for Google, Google play, which is like a now defunct. It was like something exists. where you could like sort of like a pre Alexa, you could yeah. stream like music to different rooms in your house or something like that. Mm-hmm. The commercial was just me dancing around in a kitchen with a girl who was playing my girlfriend. So there's mm-hmm. no dialogue. And I booked that in like October of 2014. It was like the second or third audition I went on. And I was like, oh, I'm fucking killing it, dude. Like, I'm about to blow up. It, it was your you rival. Know? That was my rival. Dude. I <laughs> thought it was my rival. <laughs> and then proceeded to not really blow up. Yeah. <laughs> and just like, then, then uh, man, it's, it's weak. Uh, there's too many stories of like, that's like, that was my first, my first agent. And then I booked that one. And then like, I don't think I booked anything else with them. And then they dropped me like six months later as a client. They're like, yeah, fuck you. You're not promising like bye. So then I got another agent who I booked a lot of stuff with. And then in 2019, he fled with a bunch of people's money. He disappeared. Oh, wow. Dude, he was taking money. He was taking too long to get me like residuals checks. And, and, and I was like, you know, he was clearly lying, like saying like, Oh, I, I sent it. I put it in the mail two weeks ago and then I would get it. And it's like, they fucking put a stamp on the envelope that says, you know, sent like the date that it was fucking went through the mail and it was three days ago. And it doesn't take two weeks for an envelope to get from one part of LA to another. It's not the fucking pony express. Okay. So I was like, I think this guy's kind of fucking around, but I'm not sure what's going on. And finally I had to call him because he owed me like a couple thousand dollars. And he, every time I try to call him, his assistants be like, Oh, he's in a meeting. 
yeah, he's in a meeting. I was like, he motherfuckers in a lot of meetings. So I called them and I was like, I was like, I probably should admit this on, on camera, but I was like, I'm coming to your office at like one o'clock on Friday and you're going to have my money. Allegedly. So like, we're not going to like what happens then. Yeah. And so I showed up to his office and he had two assistants and they both came out with a manila envelope with my, with my name written on it. With the che- and I like pulled out, like pulled the check and I was like, where is he? And they're like, he's in a meeting. And I was like, Ooh, I was like, you fucking tell him. <laughs> I, was, wow. I, was I was heated. And then, but I didn't know, I thought it was just me. That's part of why I was pissed. I was like, he's playing around with me. Like he thinks he can. And then it turned out he was stealing from like his entire roster. He wow. stole like tens of thousands of dollars from various people on his roster. There was like an article that came out about it and he fucking fled the state to this day. As far as I'm aware, nobody knows where he went. They were trying to, they, they wouldn't, the, the, they weren't going to press charge. Like the DA wasn't going to press charges. So I was on this email thread of people being like, we're trying to serve him papers for a civil litigation and no one can find him. His house is empty. They're like, is he in, is he in Texas with his family? And I just wanted to be like, dude, he's gone. <laughs> he fucking, he fucking music manned it, dude. He did he it. Skipped town. He, he and did like, it. He did. He did it. And that's what it's like. Whenever I tell the story, I have to give the caveat that it's like, he, it's kind of awesome yeah. that he actually <laughs> did that and got away with it in like 2019. Like I didn't even think that was still possible. And he fucking pulled it off. You know what I mean? He oceans oh, 11, a bunch of fucking struggling commercial actors and like, you know, fair play to him, dude. So, is it because, cause I was going to say like, everything seems like it was paper and it was like, well, like, what do you, I was going to ask is, is that a common place where you're still getting, you know, things in the mail and checks in mails from not people? anymore. Yeah, yeah. I get, I was even going to say that as I was telling the story is I probably should have been suspicious that it wasn't just direct deposit. Yeah. You know, my agent now is direct deposit. And when I signed with my, my new commercial agent, like a, a year or two ago, you know, I told them the story and they had talked to other people who had been his former clients. And, uh, and I was like, they were like, Oh, well, don't worry. Like we won't mess around with your money. And I was like, you better not. Cause if you do, <laughs> I'm going to be at that door with a baseball bat. And we all like laughed, but it was like, I'm dead serious. Yeah. yeah. So they hit me with a direct deposit. They're very above board. Nice. Um, is there like technology for, for kind of gig workers that can like, I don't know. Is is there a cool modern AI tech company that replaces agencies? You can kind of like, I don't know, do it. Not yeah. yet. Yeah. They've insinuated themselves pretty heavily into the, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure, I'm sure they have their own uh, uh, industrial baseball bats for people who want to do that. For sure. For <laughs> sure. And to their credit, like there's definitely a human element to it. Sure. Like I work in, I work at a casting office too. Mm-hmm. And like my boss was like, there's some guy who runs one of these casting websites that like the, the, that they use to like organize auditions basically. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about how he just, he just came out and said he wanted to have an AI to replace yeah. human casting people. Yeah. And she was like, I'm going to take this motherfucker down. Yeah. Like he can't do, he can't do this, you know, yeah. like just to have like a robot do it. Cause like, there's a human element to you build relationships, you know, mm-hmm. people mm-hmm, like you have. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, in theory, an AI could do anything any of us can do. Right. But like, hopefully that doesn't completely replace everything. Cause like, or, or you know. just something that, you know, improves 
some kind of old bottleneck that makes things slower or something or at least yeah. speeds things up more but i'm sure i'm sure um especially because you're like working with humans doing like acting is <laughs> a, a pretty uh human thing um so i'm sure uh, the relationship part will always be baked into uh i guess uh, entertainment stuff but i'm I'm sure there's what's what's like the uh what's the biggest problem maybe like with casting and then like as, as someone like finding gigs that you find um the biggest problem as far as what like just day-to-day -day operations yeah i mean just when you think of oh this is really annoying in what i do either you know when you think of kind of a casting industry or finding um, both as an actor and as working in casting the most annoying thing is working with actors actors are annoying people and i'll mm -hmm. say that as one they're annoying yeah. people yeah. there's certain things it's mostly comes down to conduct in the like waiting room area of like there's a couple faux pas that like always annoy the fuck out of me whether i'm whether i'm in there like you know doing like running the audition or whether i'm in there waiting to audition that's just like actors trying to do the most. Mm -hmm. They can't just come in and sign in and look at the script and fucking sit quietly. They have to like do some extra shit. And like, they always think they're so fucking charming and they're always trying to fucking ha pal around. And uh, most of the time I'm just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> sit there, shut the fuck up, go in and do your thing and get the fuck out. Yeah. Just to be honest. That's a lot of time. Because uh, I was I was watching a uh, I was watching something. And there's something about about shooting movies, and they were saying like a a two minute scene will always like take two minutes. So I was thinking, just from like a time perspective of like people auditioning, um, an audition will always take like a certain amount of time, and that's kind of baked into a long period of time where auditioning for things. Maybe you have a, a cool, uh, an experiential waiting room for actors. I don't know. You can make a, uh, on, I mean, just from a kind of low hanging fruit, you can make a, <laughs> a, uh, a, a channel, online channel of of actors in a, uh, in a waiting room doing something. I don't know. You can put them in a VR helmet so they can get all their fucking like, you know, the most annoying thing is when you're, this is more so if you're if you're auditioning it's like two people know each other just <laughs> from like whatever yeah. and they make such a fucking meal out of it where like you can tell it's like you guys don't really know each other really give a fuck this is an acquaintance but because everybody's a little nervous and a little stressed out and they're like am i gonna be funny am i gonna do it right fuck i really need this job yeah they over they overcompensate and they're like brian <laughs> fuck so good to see you man how have you been and you're just sitting there like, I fucking hate both of you, dude. You're not that <laughs> excited to see him. You do not give a fuck about Brian, dude. And Brian's going out for the same role as you. You would love it if he got hit by a car on the way in here. I know yeah, you yeah. would. I don't. I see through it. Okay? All this fake Bonhomie. I don't buy it. Bonhomie? What? Like goodwill. Like oh, I don't know that. brotherly love. I no, think. I <laughs> now that you question it, I'm not sure if I use that correctly. <laughs> it just is came it, out. Is it a Vietnamese word? Vietnamese? I you don't said, know. You said Bon Ho Me? Oh, you're talking about Bon Me? <laughs> yeah, no, that's what, that's what I heard out your mouth. I didn't understand what you said. It's one word. It's Bon Ho Me. It's like like B-O-N-H-O-M-I-E. I'm going to look it up right now. I need to okay. know if I use that correctly. 
<laughs> Never heard it in my life. Um, so commercials, how did the, uh, how did the, the TikTok rise to fame start? Um, basically I had deleted, I had deleted all of my social media. Okay. Bonhomie, <laughs> a, a pleasant and affable disposition, geniality. Whoa. Whoa. Can, is there a, can you have Google say the say it out loud? Hold on. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Wait, do it. Bonhomie? Sounds Vietnamese. I think it might be French. Mm. It's okay. You don't need to do it. <laughs> well, now I want to hear it. Okay. All right. It's not doing it. All right. Fine. Uh, how did, how did TikTok start? Um, so last summer or 2020 what's summer. What's your, what's your username on TikTok for people that don't know? Oh, it's Nam Dukum. There's not a- really a-, a great search engine for TikTok. Is there not? I mean, you search people's users, usernames, and that's yeah. kind of cool. But usually if people are like scrolling through TikTok and they're like, oh, I, this person is baked into my algorithm and I really like them. But there's a lot of times where like you don't know 100% that person's username. And you're thinking like, oh, what's what's this person that bakes cool cakes? And you're like, I just, I hope they pop up again. Oh, that's, true. Because you can't really just Google like cakes and think you're actually going to find them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, what's your username on TikTok? Okay. So it's Nam Dekum, N-O-M-D-E-C-O-O-M, uh, which is a name that I came up with when I was just going to be like scrolling and I didn't think I was going to make any videos <laughs> or anyone would see the name. Interesting. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, essentially I just made an account last fall and initially was just like, was just going to watch videos because TikTok was the only social media that I still thought was fun to use. Why did you see, why did you think the other ones were less? I just didn't like, like I, I, I had gone through just like a very rough personal period. So I deleted my Facebook and Instagram, which were the only ones I had left really. Well, made it Cause rough. I didn't want to be like, I just didn't want to be out there anymore. You yeah. know, I didn't want to look at it. I didn't want to see, you know, I was just going through like a rough period. And I was like, I don't want to fucking see anybody. And I don't want anybody to see me. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm a ghost. Yeah. You know, that's what, that's uh, when you, you, you dive in and really hunker down for a year and then, yeah make something you know <laughs> and then i was like well the only one that i like miss using is tiktok because that one was kind of fun you'd see mm. funny shit on there mm-hmm. so i was like okay i'll make a tiktok and then i started making videos like just like here and there just kind of for shits and giggles and then one of them last december like blew up mm-hmm. like went viral in a day which one was it it was this video where I was making fun of this guy who was putting on a Trump hat. He's this guy and he's like, he's like, if I'm wearing this hat and he puts on his Trump hat, he's like, I'm going to kick your ass, buddy. And like, I saw a bunch of people making fun of him, like doing a stitch where they do that. And then they put on a different hat and be like, <laughs> and if I'm wearing this one, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, this is funny. And I had this uh, like newsboy hat, like a, like a Peaky Blinders hat sort of thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'll do that. And I'll be like, and if I'm wearing this hat, like, oh, give me all your trinkets, mate. Like, oh, <laughs> doi, 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 doi. Yeah, yeah. Just saying like gibberish that sort of sounds like British slang, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, and, um, you know, I made that in like 30 seconds. I was like, oh, that's like kind of funny, I guess. Yeah. And at the end of that day, it had like 2 million views. Yeah. 
Everybody thought I was referencing Peaky Blinders, which I've only seen one season of. And I think it's good, but like I hadn't even watched most of it. But people were like, the Peaky fucking Blinders. And I was like, okay, great. Like we accidentally got onto like Peaky Blinders TikTok, (laughs) you know? Okay, nice. Um, And so then after that, I was like, all right, well, it's cool how you can like, because I used to post shit similar sort of like just front facing comedy videos on my old Instagram account before I deleted it. But that would just be put, you know, my my friends who followed me would see it. But I was like, oh, well, I guess TikTok, you can really like randomly blow up if like it gets the right metrics that whatever they use to push it out to people, you yeah. know. So you sort of have this like huge potential audience. So I was like, well, that's kind of fun. I'm just going to like I remade some old bits that I used to do. And then I was thinking of new ones. And I was like, I'm just going to fucking start making videos as often as I can and that I find them funny and like see how far I can take this. Yeah. Um, I think what your videos, your TikToks got onto my screen was your, uh, is the history bits. It's history bits. I love dude. Um, yeah, I just, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Thanks man. Um, how, how do you, well, what is there? Is there a significant payout for for the numbers you're hitting on TikTok right now? Not really. Yeah, they have the creator fund where you get like you know cents per stream, mm-hmm. but that's not really you know that's not going to be a significant amount of money. Um, I've started to get like like brand deal offers, but I haven't done any yet because like I don't really want to start dropping fucking ads like. You know, if I get one that I feel like I can make a funny enough post out of that it won't be that much of a decrease in quality for a normal post, you know, I might do it. Mm-hmm. But I'm sort of using it. I mean, I'm mainly just using it as a creative outlet because it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but also sort of in the theory that, you know, it could help me get better acting or writing gigs. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I feel like it's worth it to not try to like maximize the monetization yet and just mm-hmm. keep like, putting funny shit out there and building an audience, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I was going to ask how have you thought about getting an audience from it? Cause I know kind of just kind of uh, like using TikTok myself and as a user and semi creator, but not really creator. I upload podcast podcast clips to TikTok, but other than that, it's not like I'm creating skits or anything. Um, it's kind of, there's kind of friction of getting people like off TikTok that are even your audience on TikTok to like follow you in, in my mm-hmm. opinion from what i've seen i don't know if you have a different experience or, or what you're thinking no i've had the same experience yeah it's like you know the the i made another like 6 months into making TikToks i made another instagram because i kept getting content violations on TikTok and i was afraid they're going to ban me Mm-hmm. so i was like all right well fuck it then i'll just like switch to instagram if that happens and like if the video gets like like if a video gets like millions of views i'll get like 20 followers on instagram from that you know it, it doesn't really trend and i've seen that in other creators too they'll have like hundreds of thousands on tiktok and like a couple thousand on instagram very much so it's, it's pretty commonplace from what i've seen but it's sort of like why would they if your video content is going to be the same content they can see on TikTok, And then mm-hmm. other than that, what you're posting Instagram pictures, you post mm. it's my birthday. Oh, look, I'm with my friends at a part. You know what I mean? And it's like, how much more interesting is that than what they're getting from TikTok? Like with probably a better user experience 
on TikTok just from like much better UI just from scrolling and like, yeah. yeah. Interesting. So yeah. So kind of need a different variation of whatever your audience wants on a different platform possibly. Yeah. I'm not sure like what you would do differently. You know, I think just if people really fuck with you, yeah, they'll follow you on another one. Cause they just like, they like you, which you is know? that small percentage of like a million people that might be right. Like, like if a million people might watch your video and be like, okay, that was funny. Ha ha. Yeah. But not most of them give a fuck. You know, they're not like, Oh wow. Now I want to see like your trip to the grand Canyon. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they're not that interested as they probably shouldn't be, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of, it is kind of hard to completely create. Cause I feel like it's a lot easier on Instagram, <clears throat> maybe not from an entertainment perspective of, but you know, people making personal brands of, of talking about mainly things that like people watch to help them. The audience watches to help them in their own business or personal pursuits or, um, I don't know. That's just kind of my Instagram experience. I'm sure some people just look at butts and abs all day. Um, but people can make a pretty good personal brand on Instagram. Um, and it, it kind of feels like it's harder to make a solid branding of yourself via TikTok. I don't know if, if you have any other like people you see that have succeeded in that realm, but. I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess maybe depending on what you mean by like a brand, like, yeah, like I think my, my brand, if I have one is like the history guy, mm -hmm. you know? And like, that's sort of just built by like the fact that that's the subject of a lot of my posts, mm -hmm. you know, they're not all about history, but like most of them are. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's sort of like, I don't know. I feel like that sort of naturally became just cause that's what I make videos about. Mm -hmm. Um, do you do that I because guess, that that's what got the traction and you're like, Oh, I can't make other content because it gets less traction. No, I, I do it just cause that's what I like. I like history mm -hmm. and I just find it. I got into the groove of like thinking up bits about like, you know, just thinking of like a historical time period or figure and being like, okay, they're, what are they doing? What's funny? You yeah. know, like it wasn't really like, I definitely didn't go intentionally thinking like, wow, there's a hole in the market for history humor. On it. <laughs> yeah. Frankly, I'm shocked that it's even gotten as much, you know what I mean? It's like, kind of interesting. I'm truly surprised. It's, it's a pretty interesting like psych study of, of, of like diving into why that's humorous. Uh, yeah. I think, I think it's just because people like you're living in this time and you're like interacting present moment and you're like, well, other times were present moments for other people. And so it's kind of this heady exactly. thing. Yeah. Exactly. Like you think about history and it's like, you know, the way in like a history movie, everyone has a British accent, no matter what time period it was. And it's sort of stilted and fancy. And you're like, oh, everybody, we kind of had a stick up their ass back then. Yeah. But it's fun to imagine, you know, a Roman person being like, what the fuck? I'm so stressed the fuck out. Like, what am I doing? You know, it being like, like being like a in imperfect, like freaked out, like that their times were scarily modern and moving too fast for them. Just like ours, you know what I mean? Being like <laughs> these fucking aqueducts, like, I don't like it. I don't know what they're doing with those. You yeah. know, it's like, it makes them more human. Yeah. And in a way it's almost comforting to you. Cause it's like, mm -hmm. well, mm -hmm. they thought that shit was scary and time has gone on for a fucking thousand years without us completely destroying ourselves since then. So maybe all the scary shit from now, even though it seems like we're fucking toast, Maybe they'll in a thousand years, someone will be making a skit about like, 
oh, global warming. I'm so scared, you know, like yeah. after if we solve that, which yeah, we yeah. probably won't. But <laughs> but that's what they said about the aqueducts, man. They thought the aqueducts <laughs> were going to take over the they world. They really thought the aqueducts <laughs> were the end, dude. Yeah, it's, it's really fascinating. And I think that's why I kind of, I uh, I think that's just what maybe my humor picked up on when it when it popped up in my own. Um, yeah, I find that fascinating. Um, I mean, do you take it to... I don't know. Is, is content creation something that it is kind of just on the side of creativity outlet or is that something you're trying to, to, to leverage up? I mean, I'd be happy to, if I could figure out how to figure out how to monetize, I'm still like sort of thinking about this, like how yeah. to monetize it without alienating the audience, you know? Cause like, Cause ultimately, especially on TikTok, if people, if people don't watch for a long time, then it just, it creates a, I think for everything, but I think especially with them, they might have, I'm not sure how it works explicitly, but people don't watch for a long time. It, it goes down. It's very mysterious, but yeah. basically like I, I, I've grown to really love it. Like yeah. it was sort of just Are a there side TikTok thing. reps. Can you dial up a TikTok rep at a certain amount of like clout on TikTok and be like, yo, what's good. So I've heard, but it's not, it's more clout than I have. Okay. I've heard that like, if you get a million followers or whatever, then you get someone you can talk to, but like, at the end of the day, you're, you're beholden to the algorithm and it's not like they're going to change the algorithm for you. Like I have a friend who has like four or 5 million followers or something. And she like knows people. I wonder what they think of me there because on one hand, like I make them a lot of content and I get, you know, people using the app Mm -hmm. on the other hand, like it's not super family friendly. Mm. And I've definitely gotten a fair amount of like videos taken down because mm-hmm. of like content violations and yeah. sometimes I've appealed them and gotten them reinstated, but other times not. So I kind of wonder if they're like, if I'm a problem child, mm. they probably don't even fucking notice me yet. But like, yeah, was, if there's was, anybody who's watching me and they're like, this guy's <laughs> fucking trouble, dude, this fucking class clown ass piece of shit. Just in the TikTok headquarters. I was, I was, I was thinking about, you know, before getting on, like how many people they have, under their scope of like thinking about working with because i know at at some point youtube is like there's probably a a too numerous amount of creators on youtube for youtube to take a stake in a big percentage of people or even if they do take a stake in people anymore i don't know if they're separate um yeah but yeah the the even with like facebook and like google like on like advertising sides they they take a stake in like certain people of using uh, ad spend so they you can call them and say what's up but i always find that interesting of like companies talking to the creators and users of of platforms that um are like the largest um so i was thinking if if what role tiktok has in, in creators of that are using the app it's interesting. Like, when does it become more Not symbiotic? Different. Cause initially it's like, I'm sort of benefiting off of them. They're not really getting that much benefit off of me because mm-hmm. they're giving me a place where I can post creative shit and find an audience. But then I guess if you get big enough, then it's a little more two ways. Cause you're like a reason people might get onto or stay onto the app, mm-hmm. you know? But I think that's once you're a much bigger fucking, that's when you've got like, you know, fucking hype house, sway house type numbers where you're like millions and millions of people are fucking following. You. I feel like that's when they, you know, but, uh, I have no idea. I'll say that nobody's reached out yet. 
So if they're out there, hit me up. <laughs> you know, the, the, <laughs> the entire audience of Ricker and Bond is just TikTok corporate. So, you know, yeah, this is, this is you guys seem pretty corporate over here. <laughs> we, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's very corporate. It's, it's the new corporate, you know, the, uh, the self corporation. Yeah. Yeah. Where we talk about corporate things, but in the embodiment of people that were born after 1995. <laughs> sure. And wear backwards hats. I, I usually wear this hat front front facing because it has a hashtag team ricker and my face wearing a hat on the hat but it's kind of cloudy here and the lighting wasn't good so but as an aside um you ever think about i mean podcasting or something as a as a, a way to have an audience i've thought about it but like i don't really know i thought about doing like a history podcast but ultimately Again, sort of to what we were talking about before about like transferring an audience. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how many people would listen to it. And uh, I also just feel like podcast is like, what podcast could I do that someone hasn't already done? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's where kind of the personal brand comes in, where it's like, obviously, someone has always done every podcast, entertainment podcast, history podcast, but you as a person are innately a unique outlet on perspective of whatever niche you're going down into. Um, I'm sure that kind of colloquial history podcast exists, but I mean, comedy and history is a pretty good uh, crossing of paths of, of niche. It, it, that's how, that's usually how it happens though, where obviously you have big topics because we work with podcasts a lot. Um, you got large topics that super saturated and then there's one weird thing that makes it different that someone takes from a different experience and and work or just style of doing it that makes it appealing to audiences and just shilling out more content than any other people um helps too i think a comedy history podcast could work um i mean i'm sure it is working i'm sure (laughs) someone is you know what i mean like for you i think you obviously uh it's a fun natural comedic podcast as uh showing from this episode of rick and bomb with Pat you, you got me thinking about it again <laughs> yeah i mean i had a whole idea that i was gonna do like forgotten figures from history like mm-hmm. background characters basically who mm-hmm. like you know what i mean like aren't someone you would know about from mainstream study of history but like mm-hmm. weird figures that i've like stumbled across yeah um but just it would be hard to fucking keep that going for super long because I don't know that many of those. Yeah, you know. So what's that biggest annoyance? Because I always try to find annoyances and all things, but especially with podcasting, um, just kind of like research consistently. For that, for that type of one, it would be research. Yeah, interesting. Because I'd want to have like more than just me bullshitting about it. I'd want to have like some primary sources like basically there's one episode of that that I, I could make a killer fucking episode about this one soldier in the spanish american war that like he hasn't i actually wrote it I've, I've i've got like half of a screenplay about him but like you know i was doing a lot of research about that time period about this guy specifically so like if that amount if it took that amount of research for every episode that would that would be tough 
you know um so i don't know Hmm. something to think about maybe do a little less research (laughs) yeah and just fucking make stuff up you could also do that dude that would be funny it just not illegal (laughs) just be like one episode per year i just completely make this person (laughs) up and we see if you can tell (laughs) you could you could you could do like you do a day of research on a a day or a week of research do a a weekend of research on something but (laughs) that's actually a really good idea bro you do you do a solid weekend of research on on something um and you you produce an episode and you mix it in with fake stuff see if the audience knows what's fake knows what's not you have engagement on instagram or something uh email list website um you have people call in and stuff you do live stuff um we half bullshit half completely real and see what people can figure out what's real or what's not that's fun that's a fun (laughs) idea if you need help with it we can help you we got a whole production studio but we like to do it remotely actually i mean homies in la you might be able to help but um if you're interested i'll i'll give it some thought (laughs) cool well i'll hit you up cool maybe we do it cool i think it would Uh, have to be live because you give people too much time to look it up themselves (laughs) it'd be easy to be like i can't find this fucking name you're saying anywhere but if you're doing it live and you're like this guy this guy this guy and they just had to kind of in the moment be like do you seem like you're bullshitting that could be fun do you um you know the cats from college humor that have like a new college humor thing now do you know what college humor is i mean i know college humor but i don't know who specifically Um, you're talking about they they do like dungeons and dragon stuff and they have like a like a game show type of show oh, okay i'm um, not familiar that's what popped up in my mind as well um something like that. they do a live show it's not live but um and it's super producer they're in the studio and they have a set and stuff um but it's it's kind of what i was thinking about in the realm of possible things to do um but that's a solid idea you could use. And live gets engagement as well. You could flip it off into animation and stuff. Free I like ideas. doing live stuff. I do yeah. live streams on TikTok that's like a writer's room. Oh, really? Where people like... Even with TikTok live stuff, it's like you can't tap into like live right away. You have to be lucked into an algorithm of a live stream. Um, Unless you click on someone's profile, mean? perhaps. Because like I can't... I don't really follow hello people on tiktok but um the only way i can from my knowledge of tiktok is i only grab a live if i'm scrolling through and a live stream pops up of someone already live right and i can't like check out like if they're live and it doesn't pop up in my you have no way to know yeah yeah it says when i start the streams it says we're notifying your followers that you're live now maybe they have to turn that on specifically because like you i don't get a notification just by following someone on tiktok i don't get a notification if they're live it will just show up when you scroll i also follow like no people that's also a thing you could follow no people and become an audience of a creator on tiktok yeah it's crazy half of my thing was i still think china might be uh 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 half attack on the u.s by taking people's attention on tiktok 
<laughs> well, you know, I buy that honestly, yeah. but at the same time, if they didn't do it, somebody else, like that, someone needs so- to create the new social media crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that's that you can't look away from, and they took it to the next step. Because before, before America had the crack, but you know now China we had has, the crack, and China we were serving it to ourselves. We were serving fiends. Freaking Reagan, you know? had it, dude. <laughs> Absolutely, and we were, you know, any, giving it to the whole world, and then yeah. they came up with they came up with a pure vor- version. Yeah, they got the you know they got better the product that blue magic. <laughs> all right, <laughs> and then now that's we're all hooked on that, and then eventually somebody will distill a new version of it. You know, probably us or them. I don't know yeah. who else is really like coming up with new social media platforms. But seeing like four the thing years. is like it doesn't even really have to be a conspiracy. It can just be that we're all fucking addicted to the dopamine hit of social media now. So like, and they you just, know, they got the dope. They got and, the dope. And America would rather have the dope than someone else. Right. We love we love drugs here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's the whole thing. Right. Rigel. That's Rigel. <laughs> it all comes back to Rigel, dude. <laughs> <laughs> awesome man uh let's wrap it up there it's been like an hour uh thanks to oh, Vaughn not being on um shout out what uh what what you need to shout out if you got a you got a place people can go on the internet that they want to find you at yeah so uh at nom de coom n-o-m-d-e-c-o-o-m i'm that on tiktok i'm that on instagram uh we got a discord it sort of functions as similar to the writer's room where we fucking Whoa. riff on ideas and just like shoot the shit. There's a link to that in my bio on TikTok. That's, a really, that's really cool. Sorry. You do live Sorry? streams. I'll talk about the discord after, but you do live oh, streams. Yeah. I was just going to say the last thing is I do live streams every Thursday, 5 p.m. Pacific time on TikTok uh, where we do the same thing. Writer's room. We do a riff on ideas and I'll just like write try to like improvise the skit as much as I can live. And then like a lot of my skits in the last several months have been shit that comes from the writer's room. You've crowdsourced content. Yeah. I have, a, I have a little, you know, I'm a, I'm a, and I'm a cruel taskmaster. Hell yeah. <laughs> Make sure they know that off top. <laughs> in the content minds, there is no you mercy. Taskmaster? The UK huh? show, the UK show taskmaster. No, no, I haven't oh, okay. seen it. I, I, the only way I know that word is because there's a UK show called taskmaster. Oh, okay. It's a solid show. Leave it to the Brits to have a show called Taskmaster. Is 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 that a oldish thing? I think of them as being British, as that of being a British thing. They like to tell people what to do. They used to. (laughs) 1776, baby. (laughs) Oorah. Like like the Marines were there. (laughs) The Marines were there, dude. The pre-Marines, you know? That Discord thing is is a really dope idea. Did that come from the live streams or what? Yeah, people on the live streams are like, you should do a Discord. Oh, man. Because um, we have like a little community, you, you know? You, the, the history things, what it does, it curates a kind of high, higher thinker of, of like thinking about writing and like history in that same way. And if you get that like 10%, 5% of people and that like maybe like 2% of people that do engage actively, you have like similar minds of, of writing certain content. That's crazy. Yeah, no, it's we've built like a little like a little community, you know, because people who like it, like you like you said, it's like it's not going to be for everybody. But if you're into like history or like you, you said you find that funny. Yeah. You know, it's like now that's sort of a natural um, connection that you have with each other. And like you're all sort of riffing on those ideas. And it's a very like fun, you know, kind of fertile ground for 
and the people are funny. Like people in the discord, people in the streams are very, very funny and very knowledgeable. They, they know more about history than me. They'll always be like, do this event. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that is. I never even heard of that. And then I look it up and I'm like, that's a cool event. I don't think I know enough about it to make jokes about it. But like, you know, I'm always impressed with people's, both their sense of humor and their historical knowledge. That's awesome. The, the power of community and niche humor. We're, we're living, I'm, I'm living testament to it, my friends. Awesome, Mr. Papito. Um, I appreciate you, man, for coming on. Giving yeah, me man. An hour Thanks for having me. Thanks for the stock advice. <laughs> yeah, no problem. If you need any others, I can uh, tell you what I would do. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll hit you up with my full portfolio. Okay. The, it's All not right. a lot better than the Rigel, I'll warn you. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, give you a, I'll give you old, very capitalized boring companies to invest in for 50 years great cool that's probably what i need at this point all right man appreciate it yeah man